With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Cinema Test Crunch Podcast is a mature rated podcast. You have been warned. Welcome to episode 12 of the Cinematose Crunch Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Garvis. And I'm Garvis. And I'm Kayla. Alright, so, I actually prepped this one well in advance, so that way we had, like, something to work with. You did? Yeah. That's why you saw when I started setting everything up, I pulled up, like, uh, it's a, like, pull a previous project. Yeah. So I had started this one uh, in advance, so that way it was nice and ready to go when we got sat down. Good, and now you're wasting all that time by yeah by making yourself sound ah look what I did, eh oh well. Anyway, so uh, for those of you that uh, listened to us last week, our movie this week is Jurassic World. And for those of you that didn't listen to us last week, our movie this week is still Jurassic World. It's yes. shame on you. Yes, shame on you. Uh, but anyway, so before we get into Jurassic World, um. Uh, which you haven't seen. No, I have not. Uh, I was not able to get time to get away to the theater and see it when it was out. And Don't even though certain people that are in my <laughs> dear immediate family went to see it twice during this time, for shape, Garvis. they could never, never spare enough time to take their dear sweet dad, who toiled away his entire life trying to make a home for them, but. Anyway, anyway. Uh, Chris so, is a horrible son. Hey, you're part of that too. Wait, no, no. Yep, yep, you're in the same sinking ship. <laughs> yeah, you married into it. <laughs> yep. So, uh. Seth Mutity, I've arrived. Uh, so, that made no sense in English or any other language for rat. that matter. Inflatable. Yeah, uh, it's a anyway. boat. Anyway. I know what a raft is, but that had nothing to do with family. Anyway. Yeah. It's not like you were trying to say Raphael, but... No. He said sinking ship, so... Yeah. Any... <laughs> uh, so anyway, so I guess we're going to do DVDs and Blu-rays to start us off. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, two major releases out this week. Uh, one of which is the Disney Pixar Inside Out. Which is uh, a good movie. I've actually seen it. Uh, once again, I have not seen it. I haven't been able to get to the theater to, mm. to catch it. Well, we it. did not see it in the theater. Oh. We are not disclosing how we saw it. Uh-huh. Well, I haven't even seen it that way. So, so. Um, I've missed the last couple Pixar films, though, so I don't feel... What was know. the other one that you didn't get to see? Uh, what's everything that's come out since? Uh, uh, um, Pixar... Well, um, let's see. You had Inside Out. Inside Out. I think before that was 
Wreck-It Ralph? No. Oh, no, okay. Wreck-It Ralph and Frozen were both straight at Disney. And I think the last Pixar movie was... No, Wreck-It Ralph was Pixar. No, I don't no. believe it was. Anyway. Either way. I haven't way. seen any of them. So. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, University. Haven't seen... I've got it. Haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, Pixar always does good quality animated films. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see it. The voice work looked really good in it. I saw a trailer for it that was really funny. But uh, just didn't get a chance to. It's out on DVD now. Uh, and Blu-ray. Trailer. Huh? Inside Out had a Star Wars trailer. No, it wasn't no. the Star Wars trailer. It okay. Was, it was the one where they're sitting at the dinner table and... Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, now, when I think of Star Wars trailers, I'm afraid I always think back to the Austin Powers uh, <laughs> trailer. Okay, I apparently don't know that. We'll have to watch that one later. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, the other major release out on Blu-ray this week is Vacation. Right. Now, this is the uh, Vacation reboot, if you will, or I would call it a... Um, I don't really want to call it a sequel or a reboot, but I mean, it is... Both. Both, yeah. And there's no word for that yet. Yeah. Uh, well, there was a word for this. Apparently it was a flop, but... Uh, <laughs> I actually uh, heard it's not that bad. And please tell me, son, it's National Lampoon that does the vacation movies. National Lampoon did the original vacation movies. It was based on a short story that was written and appeared in the National Lampoon magazine. And um, they made the movie, uh, John Hughes uh, made the film back in 80... Two, I want to say. Okay. Um, starred Chevy Chase. Did real well. Had three sequels. Christmas, uh, Vegas, and European. Well, actually, European, Christmas, and Vegas, but yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, he would know the order. Yeah. Um, I was just listening off my Anyway. Favorites. But, um, well, European, I... I wasn't really fond of. I yeah. didn't care for it either. Uh I'm not a huge fan of Christmas Vacation. It's kind of a holiday staple for a lot of people now, yeah. but uh, you know, it just it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So I guess the question is: Is National Lampoon tied to this vacation? Uh, their name is not in the title. Uh, the National Lampoon actually does not, in many ways, exist any longer. I mean, it still exists. I forget who it was. Um, an actor, if I remember right, actually bought the National Lampoon and then tried to change it from the raunchy, um, very funny, very adult, very mature satire, comedy, uh, magazine, and uh, industry that it was into something it wasn't. And uh, they did a lot of direct-to-video sequels, all of which are direct-to-video films all of which were pretty much crap. And the name kind of got diluted. And I'm not sure if, uh, you know, what the status is with it right now. Basically just faded into obscurity. Uh, to an extent. It, okay. It's slowly getting there, if, if not. But uh, the National Lampoon itself, when I was a uh, in junior high and high school, the National Lampoon, the magazine, was the funniest thing you could read. Uh, when you graduated from Mad Magazine, you went to the National Lampoon. And Lampoon had some fantastic writers. 
uh, some major talent uh, came out of the Lampoon. And then they did their traveling shows, uh, which had performers like Chevy Chase, John Belushi, Bill Murray. Hmm. You know, So quality shows. Yeah, yeah. real high quality shows. Okay. Um, but uh, like I say, to my knowledge, they were not actually involved in the new vacation. Okay. All right, so that's but, all uh, the Blu-rays you had? No, uh, those are oh. the only two major releases. Okay. There's one other one coming out that uh, I had to mention because I, I would lay odds. I could put $5 right here on the table and say it's probably not one of the films that you looked at and said, ha, ah, that looks really interesting. Is it by chance Roar? Yes. I saw that and I figured you'd be the one to mention that. Yes. Are you familiar with Roar? I've never heard of it, but it did look interesting. It actually seriously did. So you have no idea. Not a clue in the world. Roar is billed as the most dangerous film ever made. And that's because the husband and wife duo of uh, Noel Marshall and Tippi Hedren... And you might remember Tippi Hedren from Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. Okay. Uh, and their daughter, Melanie Griffith, uh, who you also might remember. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they decided to make a little movie about this uh, family that's got uh, a problem with lions. Hmm. Uh, I guess lions have moved into the neighborhood and into the house, and they're hmm. kind of holding the the family at bay, chasing them around and stuff. And they decided to do this um, using real lions. Oh, boy. And them being the actors and actresses and stuff involved. And basically no safety procedures in place. <laughs> so any one of them could have gotten eaten at any point in time. Um, well, most of them got tasted at some point in time. Oh, oh God. No. So they got bit. If you will uh, go to the IMDb and you go to the trivia page, it's like, um, Noel Marshall was, you know, mauled on the arm by a lion. Uh, Melanie Griffith was mauled and had to have uh, plastic surgery. Uh, Tippi Hedren was attacked and had to, uh, stitches in her head from oh. being bitten in the head by a lion. Uh, the cinematographer, Jan DeBont, who did oh. Speed, by the way. Oh. Uh, was mauled on the set by a lion. It's like, you know, everybody that was involved in the film got attacked by a lion at some point. Oh, man. Now, fortunately, uh, nobody died. died. Well, that's good. But uh, the movie was... They started it in, I think they said 70... Somewhere in the 70s, or the late 60s, early 70s. It took them 11 years to make it. It finally got released in 1981. It bombed horribly... <laughs> it was uh, also referred to as the most expensive home movie ever made. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and it disappeared for decades. And I believe the people at the Alamo Draft House. Okay, that's uh, a chain I'm familiar with. Yeah, I think they were the ones that dug it up and got it another release. Uh, or at least they were talking, talking it up quite a bit. Hmm. So it got re-released to theaters over the uh, the last year, two years. I think it was last year. Okay. And um, now it's getting a proper Blu-ray and DVD release. Mm. So uh, if you want uh, some good old-fashioned, non-faked lion mauling, Roar is the movie for you. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, well, like I said, I didn't have it on the list because I knew you would bring that one up. Okay. But it did look interesting. Yeah, but you had no idea. I had no idea. You had no idea how interesting. Yeah. So I might have to, like, get this one and see it. Yeah. Uh, no, the uh, Blu-ray I had in place of that was, uh, and I brought it up because of Kayla here, is the Tenth Kingdom 15th Anniversary DVD release, or Blu-ray release. Ah. Yeah, she uh, <laughs> drove me nuts with the Tenth Kingdom. Yes. It was on Netflix, and I remember this girl. Uh, and she would watch it over and over well, I and had over. different people watching it with me. That's why. And eventually it's like, okay, I'm just going to find the DVD. Well, we'd look online, and the DVD was like $70, $80. Yeah. Walked into Target, found it for 20 bucks. Yeah, I got the copy I got at the pawn shop for two bucks upstairs. Ah, uh, well, see, I didn't know it would turn up at the pawn shop. So. Yeah, well. But anyway. But, yeah, so that was the one I had in place of it. But I, every part of me wanted to add Roar to that because I was like, okay, I, this is interesting, but I would feel like an idiot if I didn't bring this up after telling Kayla about it earlier today. Yes. So. Yeah, Tenth Kingdom, though, was, if I'm not mistaken, was made for television. It was a miniseries. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I didn't watch it when it came out on television and then they released it shortly after that onto DVD and I didn't buy it when it came out on DVD <laughs> and then I ran into it at the pawn shop at some point and I picked it up but it's one of those that has languished upstairs and I've just ah. never watched it and then uh, I heard the the legends of Kayla and the multiple uh, viewings on Netflix and the unsuccessful trying to track it down at a price that wouldn't break the bank and uh yeah yeah i think it's actually in the five dollar bin now at a lot of places too yeah it, the, the dvd typically turns up there yeah but but it ain't mad half bad i kind of i will did it i will vouch it's the... not terrible it's watchable but after you've listened to it for the you know umpteen millionth time it's one of those cases if i sit there it's like is this what it was like when I was watching Godzilla around Mom and Dad? Is this what is this what I drove them to? Yes. Duly note, I didn't watch it by myself. I had other people watching it with me. Between the between every tenth showing. Oh. But anyway, so did you happen to have any DVDs on the list, like just regular DVDs? No, I uh, skimmed through and looked, and uh, I always try, like I say, to limit it. Yeah. Um, I saw there were. Several titles, I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that. I wouldn't mind having that. There was one that uh, caught my attention. It was like, okay, I've got to see what this is. And it was... Uh, was it Lava Lantula? No, I saw that, and that kind of, you know, made me giggle. Yeah, well, that was yeah, one of the ones that, call, that caught my attention. Like, okay, I've, I've got to see what this is. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, it's, you know, giant spiders. I'm assuming it is a sci-fi channel... A special Mesh movie up. that uh, I don't even know how to begin to wrap my brain around it. Like, but the premise of the movie is earthquakes in San Francisco uh, tear open rifts in which giant lava breathing tarantulas crawl out of. Yeah, that almost sounds like something that people that brought you sounds... brought up uh, Python or well, not to sound beavers. Well, to cut you off there. This doesn't even seem like a sci-fi movie. This seems like... No, it sounds exactly like a sci-fi movie, movie to me. Yeah. You know, the sci-fi channel or uh, Asylum uh, releasing yeah. one of the two. But uh, yeah. I'm not saying it sounds 
unwatchable. Yeah. But uh, I just I saw that and I was like, okay, you know, that's that's worth a yeah. giggle factor. Well, also there were a couple. It was like I saw like Mega Shark versus Mecha Shark, and I'm like, was there even a Mega Shark versus anything else? Yes. There was. Okay. Uh, but anyway, was it Mega Shark the one that took on the giant octopus? Yeah. Did it also take on a crocodile? Yes. Okay. Crocosaurus or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Crocosaurus, Mega. Okay. Shark well, then I shark. then my brain just. You sucks realize right. somewhere out there there is a kid that is as obsessed with these mega shark movies as you were Godzilla. He's like, I can't believe he doesn't know what he's talking about. Oh no! Mega- and the sad thing is, I've seen the first two. No, I, I think his level of nerdiness would be Sharknado. No. Well, Sharknado is you know like another. Yeah. Well, anyway, but no, the only other DVD I had on the list to get away from all this. Yeah, I uh, and, you know, I don't know if this is going to date me or you or what, but the Secret Squirrel Show. I saw that. Um, Hanna-Barbera, they started, oh, God, I don't remember how long ago it was, releasing all the old Hanna-Barbera cartoons on uh, DVD. And I managed to pick up a few of them. I've got uh, the Flintstones. I've got the first season of the Jetsons, first season hmm. of Johnny Quest. Uh, best of the new Scooby-Doo movies. Uh, I've got all three seasons of um, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Okay. Uh, anyway, they did several of these, but then they started, you know, branching off. And most of the many more are released strictly through the uh, Warner Archives. Okay. But uh, the Secret Squirrel Show, I watched the Secret Squirrel Show when I was a kid. See, that's what I said. I didn't know if this was going to date me, you, or what. Yeah, it was the Secret Squirrel and Morocco Mole. Yeah. yeah. And, I'm, and the only reason I remember it is because when Cartoon Network first came about, that's all they played was the old Hanna-Barbera yeah. cartoons. Well, that's because Ted Turner owned right. all the old Hanna-Barbera cartoons. That's why some of the first Adult Swim cartoons were old Hanna-Barbera cartoons that they re-edited and redubbed and Like Space Ghost, Coast to Coast, and The Brat Show. 2021. Yeah. yeah. So... But, I mean, it was just one of those cases of, like, you know, I remember this. It's like, okay, I remember growing up watching this. Yeah. Because it was like, because it was like that, Smurfs, Snorks, you know, the original Pound Puppies, which no, it wasn't Hanna-Barbera, I don't think. I don't think so either. But right. it was part of that, like, grouping of shows. Yeah. Flintstones, Jetsons. Yeah, Flintstones, you know, I remember a lot of those. Yeah. You know, the original Scooby-Doo. Oh, Yogi Bear, yeah. Huckleberry Hound, yeah, Captain remember. Caveman. Hong Kong Fooey. Yes. You know, Scatman Crothers. Yeah. So, I mean, I remember, you know, a lot of those. So, yeah. that's why I said, it's like, I don't know whether this is going to date me or you. No, Pirates of Dark War, was that Hanna-Barbera? No, uh, to Patty Freeling, I believe. Oh, yeah. yeah. It might, I take it, it might have been, I don't know, but it was, it was part of that, like, early run of stuff. Which I had came across a kind of, re- it's not exactly a discovery, it's more like a refresher, because I knew as a kid that this was Hanna-Barbera. Yeah. Remember me talking about the Halloween tree, the movie yeah. that I've been looking for? It's Hanna-Barbera. I yeah. found it on the website that we know. Yeah. And it had the Hanna-Barbera logo on it. I'm like... Yeah, yeah. it's so, available through the Warner Archive shop. I figured. Yeah. I was going to get it for you for Christmas last year and just never got around to it. <laughs> Dude. But anyway. So. so. But yeah, so... Uh, I could have yeah. watched that instead of Casper this time around. Yeah. Yeah. Or instead of the Tenth Kingdom, one of those 5,000 times you watched it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for the show. Uh, uh, but anyway, but yeah. So I tried to keep my list short too. Okay. All right. Uh, and 
as far as movies coming out to theaters, uh, there's not a whole lot. There's what two major releases? Um, well, what? two major noteworthy releases. There's, I, I looked at four. Uh, two of them may be limited release or just not as wide of a release. The two big ones, obviously, that are Spectre, the new James Bond yeah. movie, right, and the Peanuts movie, right. That's coming out this week, November sixth. Yeah. We gotta go. Why? I. It's peanuts. It's not peanuts. Have you watched the trailers? Have you looked at the animation? That's not peanuts. I know. Yeah. But it's I, more like early on, calling. you know, when I heard that they were doing a peanuts movie, I wanted to go see it. But the more the trailers come out, the more it's like, yeah, I, I want to see this less and less. Yeah, it's the CGI, uh, you know, computer animation. It's. It just holds no appeal for me. It's not the... It's not the quaint, yeah. you know, wholesome, you know, basic animation of a Peanuts movie. You want to see a Peanuts movie, watch Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown. I love that one. Yes, I've seen that one. Um, that That's a Peanuts movie. And if I'm not mistaken, did they introduce for the Peanuts movie, like, a new, like, little female character? Little redhead girl? I don't think she was a redhead, but well, no, the little redhead girl was uh, really was uh, introduced in one of the uh, Peanuts TV specials. Oh, uh, that was the little girl that Charlie Brown fell in love with. Oh, okay, everything never did. I don't think give a name for. Oh, okay, but well, uh, anyway, Peppermint Patty. There's uh, well, we're not going to go into it. But anyway, Marcy? so what were the Marcy, other two? Yeah, movies that were coming out. Uh, the other two movies are uh, a movie called Trumbo with Brian Cranston. Okay. It's a um, historical documentary, or not documentary, um, biography of okay. uh, Dalton Trumbo. Okay. Who was a A-list Hollywood screenwriter okay. who ended up getting blacklisted. Ah. And I am fascinated by the blacklist and by... And not the TV series, but the actual blacklist that occurred uh, back during the McCarthy era. That was when, if your political views, if you said you were a communist, or if they thought you were a communist, or if you'd had any tie-ins to the Communist Party, they basically took away your livelihood. You were no longer allowed to have a career in Hollywood. You could not act, you could not write, you could not direct. And what happened for a lot of the writers is they would act, they would hire a front. They would hire somebody to take their scripts and pass them off as their own. So if I can't sell my script, I'll hire you and you'll take my script and you'll say, hey, I wrote this and they'll buy it from you, and then you'll give me a you know, percentage of the money or whatever, and that's how I'll keep my livelihood going and keep my, my work out there. Hmm. But um, it was just a fascinating time. And there's a couple really good films. Presumed uh, Innocent with Robert De Niro is one of them, and The Front with Woody Allen huh. is another fantastic film about the blacklist. Okay. So uh, Trumbo is something I would definitely... Want to go and see? Oh, yeah. I'd love to see okay. it. For that reason alone. The other film is a film called Brooklyn. Okay. 
And Brooklyn is getting a lot of pre-award season uh, buzz. Uh, in particular, a young lady that uh, stars in it, I'm going to butcher the first name here probably, Cerise Ronan. Um, she plays an Irish immigrant who moves to uh, Brooklyn in the 1950s. And they say her performance is just outstanding. She's being looked at as a possible Best Actress Oscar contender. Okay. So uh, it's one of those to take a look at. If I had more time and more uh, more money and everything <laughs> to go to the movies, and if it was going to be around here locally, uh, it's one I probably would be interested in seeing just for the awards. Uh, right. Because you've typically tried to at least see, you know, some of the movies that, you know, make it, you know... I used to try and see every film that was getting a Best Picture nomination. And I would try to catch several of the ones that were getting Best Director, or Best Actor, Best Actress, you know, the major nominations. Yeah. And I have cut back on that severely here in the last decade. But um, I usually manage, if I'm lucky, to catch one movie that gets nominated. Uh, I don't think I saw... I'm trying to think what was nominated last year and what won. Because I, I don't think I saw the, uh, the I, winner. I, I, don't I don't hardly remember, remember much And I, that's another thing. I used to be, I could recite all the best picture winners back from the 50s through the uh, early 2000s. Just, yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, old age has killed those brain cells. <laughs> so. Yeah. I remember... Uh, Life of Pi was one of the Oscar winners like way back no, like, a few years ago. It was nominated, I okay. believe. Uh, it may have won directing, but it did not win Best Picture. Yeah, uh, that's the other thing too. Is there's been a lot of splits recently between Best Director and Best Picture. It used to be, as long as you could remember one or the other, you knew because it was always the Best Picture that was the film that won Best Director. And more and more, it's splitting. You're having a director that wins, and then a different film wins Best Picture. Man. So, uh, but I know it's like Argo was a couple years ago, 12 Years a Slave was uh, two years ago. I, I want to say 12, yeah, two years ago or so. Moonrise yeah. Kingdom. It didn't win. It was nominated. It was nominated. Yeah, but I, I think she's just throwing nominations out now, she's not winners. She's just throwing names out. Yeah. I know. I but I, I, I have, well, speaking of pre-Oscar talk. Yeah. Um, I figure one of the things we'll run into is, you know, once again, like, the only thing that I can probably safely say we'll see is, like, best animated feature. Yeah. And that will probably be Inside Out. That's a good possibility. I mean, like I said, I've seen it. It's good. And it, you know. The thing you have to understand, though, is the Oscars have gotten a lot more uh, inclusive and diverse in their animation category. Uh, it's nothing for uh, Miyazaki yeah. to have a film nominated as Best Animated Film. There have been films that have never come anywhere. The Book of Kells got nominated for Best Animated Film. Never played anywhere around here. You know, never yeah. hardly made it you know, out into theater. But it made it out enough to get nominated. Yeah. And uh, a lot of Films that aren't your traditional animated, you know. Yeah, I've heard about a few that, like, they make it. It's like, what in the hell am I? What is this? Why haven't I heard of this? Uh, so, that one uh, when Marty when Marnie was here, 
or when Marnie was gone or whatever oh. yeah. that we were talking about a couple weeks ago yeah. uh, that had just come out on Blu-ray, you know, that very well could get a, a nomination. Who yeah. knows? Uh, I do agree Inside Out will probably get one. Uh, usually DreamWorks and uh, Pixar each get, you know, one or two yeah. nominations in there. So. so, I don't know, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so moving on, now we get to the, the meat of what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Jurassic World. Right. Now, there was quite a... a Wait between Jurassic Park 3 and Jurassic World, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, but if you really want to think of it, you can actually roll number two and number three up in a nice little ball and just go, wee! Well, like I said last week when we were discussing this, I actually liked Jurassic Park 3. I like number two, but I won't hold that against you. Well, anyway. But, no, when the trailer started dropping for this movie... Because, you know, there was rumor all over the internet for several years after, you know, you know, number three was done. Yeah. yeah. That, you know, Spielberg was mad. Spielberg was going to take, you know, the Jurassic Park name back. Spielberg was going to do another movie. And, you know, and every so often, like, you know, especially once YouTube got to be a big thing, like, there'd be things pop up for, like, you know, Jura- you know Jurassic Park 4 trailer, and you'd watch it, and it's just like... Someone's gone through and cut, you know, scenes from like one, two, and three together to make a new movie, you know, to make a, or, a trailer. Or uh, clips of the actors in some other movie. Right. Or things like that. And it's like, you know, you have those pop up, you get your hopes up, and you realize it's horse shit, and you're like, well, Yeah, crap. but the fan-made uh, ones are, some of them's actually pretty good. Some of them are okay. Some of them not, like, uh, I'll tell you a good trailer, this is not a Jurassic World trailer, but uh, one that I saw was... Uh, that I was shown was the live-action Thundercats trailer. Oh, that one. <laughs> that, I actually thought, looked a, like a good mashup yeah. trailer. It was okay, I thought. I mean, it I've, was... I've seen better work yeah. um, to, you know, go well, into a... let me preface this by saying, it was a hundred thousand times better than anything I could cobble together. But, <laughs> nevertheless, you know, I, I wasn't... You know, completely thrilled with it. I didn't yeah. think it was, you know, the the be all end all. Yeah. Uh, there was uh, Jurassic Park three was two thousand and one, so it was fourteen years. Yeah. Between Jurassic Park three and Jurassic World. Yeah. Now, uh, here's a little fun fact for you. I think we may have discussed this before. I don't know if it was on the show or not. But do you know where Jurassic Park actually originated from? Oh. Oh, fudge, you mentioned this before. Jurassic Park, the movie? Yeah, well, the book, the movie, yeah. the whole... Oh, um, it was based off of a theme park, I think? It was based off of... Dino World. Which was a sequel impro- proposed for... I believe the it was called Future World. Which was a sequel to... Westworld. Right. Uh, See, West- I've got movie knowledge, <laughs> thanks to you. It was a yeah. theme park, right? Westworld came out in the 70s. It was, uh, I want to say, written and directed by Michael Crichton. Uh, he may have only wrote the screenplay, may not have directed, I don't recall. Okay. Um, but Westworld was a theme park. Actually, the theme park was called Delos. And um, the um, uh, people would go there 
to Delos, and they could go to Westworld or Roman World or okay. um, Medieval like World. Disney World. And well, no, there were different worlds. It was a theme park that had different like t- eras you could go to. Right, different attractions, and each of them. Yeah, he wrote and directed. Okay. Um, each of them were. Uh, there were robots in them right. that were programmed for the guest's pleasure. Right. So you could go to the Old West in Westworld, and you could get into a gunfight with a, a bad guy, get into a barroom brawl or whatever, and you would not get hurt, you know, because their guns were made so that they would always be slower than you. Right. They would always shoot, you know, off, from where you were standing or whatever. Right. Well, something went wrong with the programming. Oh, no. And they started... Killing people. Killing people. Yes. And they uh, actually <laughs> almost developed... Uh, it's like, okay, I remember you. You shot me down and killed me earlier. Oh, okay. So uh, now consciousness. Right. I'm coming back for you. And uh, Yul Brenner was a gunslinger robot that uh, hunted down uh, James Brolin and Richard Benjamin in the the first movie. It did fairly well at the box office and spawned a sequel a few years later. It was 73 when Westworld came out. A few years later, Future World came out. Okay. And Future World told the story of Delos reopening after the big disaster, and they were bringing in journalists and dignitaries from all over the world and one of the journalists they were bringing in was a guy named Chuck Browning. Okay. And he was played by Peter Fonda and he was going with another journalist played by Blythe Danner. Okay. And that was um, Tracy, I can't think of her last name right now to save my life. But they were going in to investigate. Now Tracy was a very mild-mannered human interest story yeah. type person. Whereas Chuck Browning was, you know, digging for the dirt, Woodward and Bernstein. You know, he was the one that wrote the story that basically put him six feet under after Westworld events. Ah, uh, okay. But they wanted him there. And it turns out they had a reason for wanting him there. Okay. And... So you start watching and you find out there's more to it. This time they're not just dealing with robots. There's cloning going on. Ah. And they're bringing dignitaries in and... Cloning. Okay. Yeah. Sounds interesting. Anyway, it did fairly well at the box office as well. And the next proposed sequel was Dino World. Okay. Well, Dino World never got off the ground. It was mentioned in Famous Monsters of Filmland magazine numerous times. Whatever reason, it never got made. Uh, There was a TV series released called Beyond Westworld, and then nothing. Well, eventually Michael Crichton wrote the book Jurassic Park. Okay. And it took the idea of this dinosaur theme park, but instead of it being robots, these were dinosaurs that had been cloned from DNA found in amber. Right. So uh, the book was a bestseller, and I read it, and I absolutely loved the book. The movie came out, 
and it pushed special effects and CGI to a level they had never been even close to before. Right. And I was thoroughly thrilled with it. Right. I, I stated last week, it has held up phenomenally. Yes, it has. And I've watched some of the behind-the-scenes and some of the you know behind-the-scenes documentaries about how it was made, and just watching that, and I'm fascinated by it. The... Uh... <laughs> The thing that amazes me, too, just to show you how wonderful the internet uh, is, have you seen or did you hear about all the brouhaha that got stirred up because they had the picture of Steven Spielberg? I oh heard God, about that yes. multiple times over. Yeah. Oh. There's a, a picture out there on the set of Steven Spielberg and a Triceratops. Right. And it's the Triceratops that's sick and Dr. Yeah. Grant's checking it out and everything. But there's a picture of Spielberg there with it. And it was released as if Spielberg had shot this dinosaur oh, on yeah. a hunting trip. And there are people just go, oh, this had to be an endangered species. Why would they allow him to do this? You know why they released it? Because there are stupid people out there who will take this and run with it without checking the facts. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. But yes, Jurassic World at this point. Yeah. Um, Jurassic World, it's got Chris Pratt in it. Yeah. Uh, Star Lord. Andy Dwyer. <laughs> Bert Macklin. Yeah. Um, Chris Pratt is a definitely a very charismatic actor. Yeah. I love his work. I, I, I've always thought... I would watch him in Parks and Rec. I think, you know, this guy's got good comedy chops. He's, he's yeah. really good. And then when I heard he was going to be Star Lord, I was like, "Oh God, they're going to ruin this," you know, because you know he's a he's a sitcom actor. They're going to put, and he was just so perfect in that role. Yeah. And so then when it was like, okay, he's going to be in Jurassic World, it's like, okay, I'm sold. I want to see this. <laughs> um, Jurassic World, you know, we always talk about, okay, what are you looking forward to? Or what are you looking for? What are you expecting? Yeah. And I'm looking for a really good time. I'm looking to sit back and have two hours worth of. You know, shut off your brain and enjoy the dinosaurs running around. Yeah. Uh, watch Chris Pratt, you know, ride a motorcycle and, you know, train raptors. And my biggest concern is I've seen two or three trailers for it. And I'm afraid that most of the movie has been given away in the trailers. Uh, there, I, I will say this, since I've seen the movie, yeah. and I'm going to have her back out on this one. Um, the trailers do not give away too much of the movie. Okay. They give you bits. It, it's kind of so like... They, they give you bits like, okay, well, you know this. Yeah, or you can speculate on this and speculate on this. Yeah. Um, and they, nostalgia. They don't... They did a good job of not giving away the whole movie... In the trailers. Well, we will, uh, when we come back, we can discuss that because, yes. uh, as I said, I've seen the trailers. And, you know, my, I always talk about the quarantine factor. And the quarantine factor is how much of the last 15 minutes of the movie do they show you in the trailers? Jack shit. Maybe I've seen a trailer you haven't seen or something. We'll wait and see. You know? Yeah. So, we'll leave you with uh, the Jurassic World trailer, and uh, we'll be right back. 
It's not about control. Stand down. It's a relationship. Based on respect. These animals are thinking, I gotta eat. I gotta hunt. I gotta... You gotta be able to relate to at least one of those things. Every time we've unveiled a new attraction, attendance has spiked. That was awesome! Corporate felt genetic modification would up the wow factor. They're dinosaurs. Wow enough. She was designed to be bigger than the T-Rex. What happened to the sibling? She ate it. We have an asset out of containment. What is that? Her tracking implant. She clawed it out. How would it know to do that? She remembered where they put it in. for sport. You got 20,000 people. You got no more boats. You don't have enough guns. If we do this, we do this my way. We got eyes on target. Light it up! about an animal here. A highly intelligent animal. And we're back from watching Jurassic World. Yes. So, uh... Now, if they didn't figure it out, I actually enjoyed this movie. But I want to know what you thought of it. Well, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was easily the as good as the first one, I would say. Okay. Um, you know, doesn't take much to beat the second or third one. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought okay. it was very... Uh, very well done. They um, they did get to throw a few twists in there. Um, for anybody that's not seen it, give them a quick rundown of the, the plot of Jurassic World. Okay. So Jurassic World is meant to be the direct sequel to Jurassic Park, in which they actually managed to get the park open up running. And what they've done is, as time has gone on, uh, they've had to add more dinosaurs, bigger dinosaurs, better dinosaurs... To a point, yeah. To a point at which they had to start doing genetic modification to create dinosaurs that never existed, i.e., the Indominus Rex. And the general rundown of the movie is the Indominus gets loose and just starts wreaking havoc. And uh, that's basically it, without spoiling the whole movie. Yeah. Well, we kind of spoil the movies anyway. That's yeah. I know. Well, for anybody that has listened to any of the previous 11 episodes of this, 
Spoiler alerts, okay? You know. Yeah. It, we figure, or I figure, I should say, I can't speak for you guys, but I figure if you're going to listen to us talk about a movie, you're either going to watch it because you know we're talking about it, you're going to have already seen it, or you're going to just not really care. You know, yeah. well, I'll hear what you all have to say about it. it you know, it's nothing I want to see. And maybe hearing us talk about it, you'll decide, hey, that sounds really interesting. Maybe I do want to check that out. Then again, maybe you'll hear us talk about it. You go, I'm glad I avoid that turkey. You know? Yeah. And we, we haven't had, well, other than Alone in the Dark, we haven't had too many terrible ones yet. No, and actually, like I said, Alone in the Dark wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, I almost, you know, we were talking about films for next week, and I actually thought about breaking out the telephone just so we'd have, <laughs> you know, a truly horrible film. Because there's something about, something cathartic about taking a movie that you absolutely, truly despise and pointing out all the things that just make it such a crap fest. <laughs> right. And te- trust me, the telephone's got plenty of room yeah. for that. So, uh, did it hold up, did Jurassic World hold up to the expectations you had for it? Yes, it did. Uh, I was really, my concerns were because Jurassic World came out, what, in May this year? Something no, like June. June? I can go and pull that up. I mean, uh, well, it doesn't matter, May or June, either way. Uh, you know, here it is, November. So it's been. I know it lasted two know, months in theaters. It's been about five months at least since it came out, and usually within that time, there's so many little things that get released or get. Um. I want to say spoilers, but it doesn't even have to truly be a spoiler. It could just be something that triggers you to June twelfth. June. That's when it goes off by two. Um, oh, that's cool. But um, anyway, the, by the time you see it, you've seen so much of it in trailers or yeah. advertisements or whatever, or you just have heard it. You've seen, you know, yeah, you've read articles because I do read an awful lot of stuff. And even if I don't read, I go, you know, okay, I want to watch that movie before I read about it. You've seen the headline. Yeah. Um, or somebody's talked about it, or you happen to have a show on on the, the radio or something you're watching on TV. Yeah. And they give away a plot point. And I can't fault them because, as I said, it's been out for, you know, five months. Yeah. I should have seen well, it by now. If... Yeah. And the funny thing is, I think the only reason there was such, essentially, a, what I would call a quick turnaround between theater and the Blu-ray release yeah. was because it was such a high-grossing movie and it was in the theater for so long. And it was number one for so long. Yeah. I, I don't remember how long it was actually it in was the theater. It was in theaters for, I want to say, Two, maybe two and a half months. Yeah. yeah, that's not a long run from my day. You know, I, uh, I know, but nowadays, you know, you see movies in there for maybe two weeks, three at the most in some cases. Yeah. Oh, I know. The, the turnaround is. Yeah. But then again, too, when I was going to movies in my heyday, you didn't have 
the same movie playing on five different screens. That's true. If you wanted to see Star Wars, you went to the Capitol Theater, and you stood in line, and you bought your ticket, and there weren't matinees, it was just the, other than on the weekends. You had two evening shows, and that was what you had to choose from. Then on the weekends, you had two matinees on Saturday and two on Sunday. Uh, it took a while for everybody that wanted to see that movie to get to see that movie. Yeah. And as I said before, I think Star Wars was in theaters for close to a year. And even when it left, all it did was it went from the capital to, I think it went to the state, and it was over there for a couple or three months. And then it went down to St. Albans Mall Twin, which is also no longer around. Right. Uh, and it was there for, you know, several months. So things hung around. Yeah. So when you say, oh, it was in theaters for a long time. It was in there for two and a half months. You know, that's I know. Just... For you, that's not a long time. But, you know, for most of the average moviegoers, especially nowadays, that's a long time. Because right. not, not a lot of them remember going... And you know, you going to the you know, and having that same theater experience you have. I'm yeah. sure there are still some that do, but yeah. but as far as the turnaround to DVD, that's about average anymore for DVD video turnaround. You know, Age of Ultron came out to theaters in May. It was out on uh, DVD last month. Yeah. You know, so it's the same five month window basically. Well, I mean, technically, if you want to really you know, slice it, you know, Jurassic World from the time it would have left theaters till the time it came out on DVD would have been about four months, give or take. Right, but all of the release dates and stuff are pretty much planned before it ever even opens in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, they can adjust them slightly if they need to. Yeah. But the other thing, too, with Jurassic World especially, they want to get it out there. They want it available for people to buy for the holiday season. Yeah. So, at the most, they could have held it one more month. And if you do that, then you're going to run into... Shortages. Well, I was going to say you're going to run into everything else that's mm. trying to beat that holiday rush. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, right now, okay, it comes out early November. They can promote it and hype it and have huge sales on it for uh, Black Friday. So, as I said, I... Uh, it, it didn't surprise me at all that it's out on DVD or Blu-ray this yeah. quick. Okay. Well, off the uh, marketing conversation, yeah. but back to the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, was there anything you were expecting to happen that didn't, and vice versa? Um. Not really sure. You know, like I say, a lot of times I try to keep my. Uh, my hypothesizing down <laughs> to keep from spoiling the film. Because right. if I really go and take what I've seen, you know, little bits in the trailer, and I take my knowledge of structure for a, a screenplay and for uh, things like this, a lot of times I could pretty well tell you, okay, this is going to happen, then this is going to happen, then this is going to happen, and it has to wrap up with this happening. And it just kind of spoils the enjoyment because yeah. I've sat there and I've figured it, you know, all out. The story I always used to tell when um, there was a movie, I'm trying to think of the name, I want to say it's Suspect. It had uh, Cher and Dennis Quaid in it. And um, 
I was working at theaters when it came out, and I was always telling people, you know, yeah, I could figure a movie out just from the the first few minutes and all this. Yeah. And uh, the lady that worked at the theater with me, when I came to see it, she said, oh, she goes, you're never going to figure this one out. This, you'll never figure, you know, how this movie ends. You'll never figure this out. So I went into the movie, came out 15 minutes later, I looked at her and I said, the judge did it. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, how did you figure that out for... Yeah. yeah, but uh, anyway, so you enjoyed the movie. Yes, I did. Did you think uh, Chris Pratt did a good job at, at playing Owen? Oh, yeah. Uh, like I said, I like Chris Pratt. I do, too. I mean, um, I thought he did a really amazing Chris Pratt job. You know yeah. What I mean? <laughs> um, he wasn't quite as cockier, arrogant as he was, you know, Star-Lord. Right. But, uh... Well, Star-Lord was a whole lot cocky and arrogant. Right, that was the the character, but that's what I'm saying. You know, he didn't have quite that... And he had the potential that he could have in this film, but, you know, he toned it back, and, um... And yet he was definitely, you know, he exuded that confidence and that charisma, and, um... I enjoyed it. I thought he did a good job. Uh... Bryce Dallas uh, Howard, I thought, did a really good job. I was actually expecting her to be the villain of the piece uh, when it started. Uh, Just based on the way she acted? Yeah, based on the way she acted. I wasn't looking for her to have the redemption arc. Yeah, you know, in a weird way, I had the same mindset going into it the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Somewhere around the point where she goes and asks uh, Owen, Chris Pratt, to uh, come take a look at the paddock that they've got the Indominus in. Somewhere around there is when I realized, okay, she's not going to be the villain. You know, she's going to be the love interest and everything. Yeah. Um, But, you know, going in initially, she's such a cold, calculating bitch, basically. That it's like, okay, she's going to be the the prophet over uh, protection, and she's going to be... The villain of the the whole movie. Yeah, arguably, I would say uh, Hoskins was more the villain. Uh, well, he was, or uh, B.D. Wong's character. Yeah, Harry. Uh, Wu. Okay, Henry. Henry, I thought it was Harry. That's Henry. Yeah. Uh-huh. Whoever. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. But now, I, I would not argue that he was the villain yeah. per se, but I would argue that he uh, because he's technically got experience in both. You know, the original Jurassic Park and the new park. Yeah. You know, that, you know, he will probably, you know, in the sequel that's supposed to happen, he'll be a major player. Yeah. But, now for this, I think Hoskins was definitely... The villain. The villain. Yeah. He has what came to him. Yeah. Eh. And, now, had you seen... Now, I forget. Had you seen any of the trailers for Jurassic World? Oh, yeah. Yeah, And do you... do you feel like they spoiled the movie, or do you think they did a good job? They actually did a very good job of not giving away the end of the movie, not giving away the last uh, 20 minutes, you know, the yeah the cherry on the top. You know, they didn't give that away. There was a couple scenes, the one where, uh, I can't think of her, but Bryce Dallas Howard's character, where she Claire. has... Claire. Where she has the flair... And she opens up the Pad the knife. paddock. That was in the 
the trailer, trailer in right. one of them. And there's one where she yells, run, you know, right yeah. toward the end there. And that was in one of the trailers. Yeah. But, you know, they really... Yeah. One of the big things that everyone points out about the movie yeah. is that she spends the whole movie in high heels. And yeah. outruns a Tyrannosaur in high heels. Well, you know, there's people that have skills. Yeah, they're called hookers. Yeah, well. <laughs> oh, but, uh, but no, overall, you know, still very enjoyable movie. Yeah. What? I did not, I also did not expect the Mosasaur to play as big of a part towards the end of it as it did. No, I had pretty much written him off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did think it was interesting how the end of this film sort of went back to themes and some of the uh, images from the end of the first yeah. film. Nostalgia. Uh, not nostalgia. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's called good filmmaking. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, a, a throwback to yeah. or a um, callback. Yeah. Um, you know, I did enjoy that. I wasn't truly expecting that, but... Um, yeah. And... I, and when Caleb, you know, pointed out the fact that it, the, the Tyrannosaurus has the, you know, the, the scars on his neck. Yeah. I took a look at that, and there is a, potentially a good chance, if this is supposed to be the direct, since this is the direct sequel. Yeah. That that is the Tyrannosaur from the first movie. Yeah. But anyway. I, I'm not sure, you know, it could yeah. be. It, it's hard to say. Yeah. But anyway, so, uh, overall, out of five, what would you give it? Ah. Uh... It was really enjoyable, and maybe I'm just in a a good mood for a movie tonight. Um, I would give it a a four seven five. Okay, that's about what I give it. It has its you know minor flaws, but they're not enough to really take away from the enjoyment of the movie. Well, I'm just not you know ready to to give it five stars yet. You know, it's one of those. It, on repeat viewings, it may go up, it may go down. You know, you're the one that has seen Jurassic Park twice, or Jurassic World twice. Yeah. Both of you all. So this is your third time seeing it. Yeah. Does it still hold up? Is it still as entertaining? Yes. Oh, yes. You know, does it drag in places that you didn't notice it dragging when you first saw it? Mm, no. no, I can't really say that it drags in places. It has its moments where it... You know, it acts like it's going to lull, and they, you know, they, like, you know, they, 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 you know, make that switch to keep you engaged. Yeah. yeah. Okay, hun. <laughs> obvious. Five. Five. Okay. So <laughs> we, we all we're all rating it really high. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, everything we've watched, pretty much, uh, has gotten decent scores. Yeah. That's why I've said, you know, I need to throw a real turkey in here at some point to uh, give us something with a, you know, a one, <laughs> ones or lower. I, yeah. I honestly thought Casper was going to do it for me and it didn't, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, so. Well, uh, maybe Freebirth would give you that gobble. Uh-huh. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. That, well, <laughs> that, that's, that's further in. So uh, what are we doing next week? Next week, we are going to do a classic 1980 comedy. We are going to do the Zucker Brothers Airplane. Ah, okay. This is one I definitely... I've said before, I want to see this one. I've got a copy of it on DVD. I've not sat down and watched it. 
I saw Airplane when it came out to theaters, you know, originally, and it was one of those films, the first time I saw it, I mean, I enjoyed it, but I was expecting so much more. I'd heard, it was one of those films most people hadn't even heard of it. I had heard of it. I knew about it. I knew everybody talked about how funny it was. Oh, it's hysterical. And so I went in with a lot higher expectations than the average audience. And so it disappointed me a little. But then, on repeat viewings, it really wormed its way into my heart. And I honestly, you know, I see the brilliance in it. I mean, there's so much of it that I absolutely love. So many scenes that are just iconic. Uh, so many scenes that even after multiple viewings can still make you chuckle or make you laugh. And if you haven't seen it, you know, there are scenes in it that'll have you rolling in the floor. The only problem <laughs> is... I'm sure a lot of them, once again, over time, you know, this is a movie that's, what, uh, 35 years old this year? Uh, would have been 20 in 2000. Yeah. Would have been 30 in 2010. So, yeah, 35. 35 years old this year. And so some of the jokes that are in it are going to be... You know, of the time. Well, no. Well, there are some of those, too. Yeah. But there are jokes that are in it that have become iconic. Mm. So where when I saw it, the uh, the co-pilot, or not the co-pilot, the autopilot scene was shocking and different and hysterical. You know, nowadays, everyone knows it, pretty much. And I being a little vague on it, because I'm not sure, I'm assuming you've seen it. I've, I've got an idea... But, again, I really, I don't know it. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that more next yeah. week then. Okay. All right. So, well, if that's it, we'll go ahead and call it, a sh we'll call it, you know, done for this week. All righty. All righty. We'll see you all next week with Airplane. Bye. 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 Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.